You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Eric, I know 100% without a doubt, if you and I ever get lost in the woods, you would so be the douchebag who kicks the map. We're talking about Blair Witch. Eric, how the hell are you doing? That's a bold statement. I'm offended by that. I don't think that I would have lost it that quick. But then again, he does go back and forth of kind of losing it and not losing it. But this was the first time for Sarah watching this movie. I'm happy to have watched it with her. It was fantastic to kind of have another movie introduced into, uh, I guess, in, into the world of, of movies for her. What was, Sarah, your, I, I already kind of asked what your expectations were, uh, but what was your knowledge of this movie? Do you, did you know anything about either the story or the movie? Because um, obviously there was big hype, big trendy stuff around its release in 1999. Uh, oh yeah, I, I probably didn't know about this movie until, uh, I don't know, 2005-ish. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I probably knew of it vaguely. Um, I remember going camping one time, and one of the guys had made these little like stick dolls and was hiding them around everywhere, and everybody was making fun of him. But I uh, hadn't seen it until just a few days ago, and now I am afraid to open my eyes. It's so scary. Wow. Okay. No, I mean, like I saw this in theaters with my dad. I was... 12 years old. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, this thing was a phenomenon. When this thing came out, now, of course, it being a movie, I mean, like, there is no legal way they could have released this footage because it would be a snuff film, right? I mean, this is evidence. So, but I I read this uh, uh, just to prepare. I was doing a lot of reading a lot of interviews, watching a lot of shit. I'm going to fill your guys' head with knowledge. But they did a poll when this movie came out in 1999. 40% of the audience total thought this was real. Sure. Apparently people were sending cards, condolence cards, to the actress's mom because they actually thought she died. Right. Yep. 40% of the American audience... Eric, do you do you understand this? I'm mean, like, is this is this mind-boggling to you that American audiences would believe this is real? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, they believe in angels. Like, why wouldn't they believe in in some of this shit either? This is found footage and uh, for this type of films, and this was still in an era where there really weren't as many. This is probably one of the first big ones that struck it rich with this found footage type of thing. Many. Many uh, movies after this one did the found footage like bit. I just you know whether right. it be kind of the entirety of the film or whether it be just a small part of it, but it seems to be a popular thing. I I don't even know what movies before this Cannibal Holocaust and I also guess. Man Bites Dog. I believe that's a French film. Yeah, for the the found footage. So it yeah. it it helps the audience a lot because it gives this illusion of authenticity of of something real raw it's a home video camera you know it's not like this high production 
Hollywood stuff. It's not a studio either. It's in the woods. It it seems very ad-libbed. No script at all. Everyone is in a panic. Everyone is reacting rather than acting. It's well done in that part. The actors do a pretty good job of keeping you in the element of being lost in the woods. I'm watching it again. It felt like more like a lost movie rather than a, a, a haunted movie. Like open water. You know how, how that happens where they were stranded in the middle of the water? Sure. I mean, like, but I think with our knowledge of the third movie that we reviewed, just Blair Witch, we know that the witch fucks with time. So I'm aware of that now, of that and I know that, right. but it took us, what, 20-something years almost you right. know, to, to well, get to that? Well, I don't want to talk about the movie just yet. I kind of want to feel your guys said with knowledge that I wanted to clarify, and I found this stuff very interesting. And I clearly, Sarah, who's never seen this before, and she's been doing this with us for years, especially dating you, Eric, she knows what's going on with how to make a movie, right? But this is so interesting that I've read in all the interviews and stuff, this movie, guys, was a giant prank. There was, they're 100% right, there was no script, everything was ab-libbed, and everything was plants. So what I mean is, they gave the actors X amount of dollars, and they said eight days of filming. We're going to give you expensive $50,000 cameras. So, so, so Sarah, any time in the movie where it's black and white, they're shooting a real 16-millimeter film. Okay. Yeah, that's how you differentiate between her like handheld footage yeah. and the sort of documentary right. footage, right? Do you know how clenched I was when they were scenes when they were crossing the <laughs> like little creek? Because that they they dropped the camera end of film. Like directors were not there at all. Director. So what happened was the directors, like for an example, the stickmen towards the end of the film, right? Mm -hmm. The directors would actually go way ahead of them days before and set up the stickmen. And then on that day, they would radio to the actors, go towards this area, and that's it. And then everything that you see is them just ab-living and just reacting to. You don't make movies like this. So it's amazing they got anything at all. And the townspeople, only one was a plant and that was the girl in the beginning so when they go into the town and they and they start asking people questions they ask this waitress at a restaurant right mm -hmm. that's the director's sister everybody else were just regular townspeople that just went along with it because thought it was fun so that woman with the baby when the baby was holding her mouth saying no all of that was made up from a local townsperson just on the spot <laughs> Like, it's just amazing. I don't want to keep on going on and on, but you don't make movies like this. If, you know, you know, it's just amazing they got something out of it. This is lightning in a bottle. Makes me feel bad for the actors because I feel like they didn't get a good paycheck for this movie. And no, they it, didn't. It feels, the only person it feels like working just, is Josh. Yeah, it only feels like that, they're, that they basically just were watching this this movie blow up in front of them and everyone else just get rich uh, 
off of their work and they're just like standing there to like oh yeah you know it's like all right we need you oh, to go yeah, no, do red carpet pr just like you know are you gonna pay us I mean, sure. it was so i mean it was it was so crazy with this too because the marketing this was one of the first movies and you can still go to the blairwitchproject.com it's actually up on the internet still for archive and history purposes we can still go on that website it was one of the first movies to ever promote online they made it act real at sundance when they premiered the movie there was no posters for the movie they just went around the directors and had missing photos of the kids posted all around sundance People would call the number and actually think these people were missing. Like it's yeah, it's wow. amazing that they could do this. And I get giddy about this because this is two guys who completely turned the film genre upside down on its head and said, This is not how we're gonna make a movie, this is how we're gonna do it. And I completely praise them because ten out of ten times this would not be successful. Like it was amazing. So the, so, the movie yeah. starts with uh, introduction of a few characters, and we are going into the woods of Maryland to make a documentary about the Blair Witch. Um, yes, that's, that's where we are at, I, I, I guess. Uh, and then they interview a few of the townsfolk, and then they then they go in, right? Right. So Heather is a complete pretentious bitch. And she's amazing. Her, Heather's my favorite character. Sarah, what do you think about Heather? Uh, I thought she was obnoxious. And yes. I did not care for her. That's good, right? Because that means that the actress did a good job, right? Because that's mm -hmm. who this character is supposed to be. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got Josh, we got Matt, and we got Heather. Which, uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I completely forgot. But this is the first time Heather and Matt have ever met. Matt is Josh's friend. So we got Heather, who's the director and producer of this project. Then you got Josh, who's the cameraman. And you got Matt, who's the sound guy. And they're going to go out to the woods for three or four days to film different locations about the history of the Blair Witch. Now, she says she scouted this whole place out. I don't believe her at all. I don't think she scouted anything. I think she was lying all the way through. What do you guys think? Eric, do you think that she actually scouted this thing? Well, originally, probably not. But at the same time, I would think that as a filmmaker, she has done some research. Like, she has a map of the place, you know. Uh, but why were they going on into the woods originally? Like, was it just to, to get some shots, or, or was it to go find the cemetery? That that they were looking for the cemetery. Okay, yes, so... Cemetery so... to go to Coffin Rock. Okay, because I, I mean, she must have because I, I, she she brought camping gear. So obviously she must have, through her research, known that it was going to be a day's worth or two hike into the woods of Maryland and uh, in, look for whatever it is that they're looking for. So I would think that, yeah, she came prepared that she has to have done some research. No, that's, I don't that, think that's what I get, though, at least. At I mean... I mean, I never thought she was. I thought she was in way over her head. I think that she uh, thought that she knew the area because in bonus features, that's not alluded in the movie. Uh, 
she uh, she actually is from this area. That's why she does the documentary. Mm. Which I kind of which to know. I, right. I mean, that would have been really helpful. Like, why? I mean, like, of course, what college are they in? Are they in NYU? Uh, what's what's going on? So, like, but that's what I found in the bonus features that she's from the area. Sarah, what about you? I mean, like, do you agree with me? Do you agree with Eric? You're kind of in the middle here. I mean, do you think she actually came prepared knowing where she was going to go and what she was going to film? I think she knew what she was looking for, but she didn't know where it was. She had the map of the area. She didn't know how to read a map, uh, but she didn't exactly know how to get there. just maybe the general vicinity. So she was just going to wander around until they stumbled on it, which they never really did. Or right. they, they did, but yeah. not on purpose. Um, and yeah, she they weren't prepared for the amount of time they were going out there because they ran out of food. Uh, and I think she just BSed her way through most of it. That's did they, so I mean, did like, they yeah. run to the cemetery? Was, was that the pile of rocks, the cemetery that they were looking for yeah well, they so found they the coffin before. rock but i don't remember the cemetery the cemetery was after coffin rock it's that little area in the middle of the woods with all the rocks oh that's what that was piled okay. up. right and the re now, so here's the thing though okay so let's 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 talk about this real quick i don't think we actually see a witch which we don't but I don't think this movie is about the witch. This is definitely the story of Rustin Parr. Yes. You guys know what I'm talking? I was I mean, very this is confused how those were supposed to be related. Okay, so again, it sucks because it's not in the movie. But in the bonus stuff that I've figured out is every 50 years, the Blair Witch attacks. Okay? Mm -hmm. And... It, it, and what happened was Rustin Parr was the last guy before these kids in 1994 went into the woods. And Rustin Parr was a hermit that lived in that house at the end of the mm -hmm. movie. And she possessed him and he went and stole kids. And that's why the whole like turn the corner thing because he didn't want the mm -hmm. kid to see what he was doing to the other kid. And he killed seven kids. Mm-hmm. And when they went to the cemetery, they saw seven piles of rocks. Um. So, and then later in the film, when they go back to the tent or they wake up the next morning, there are three piles of rocks, hence three bodies, three graves. Wow, so I did not make witch. that connection. Right. So, and like, it's the witch, but the whole rust and par thing is that he was a hermit and he got possessed by the witch to kill these kids. So, however you want to say it, like, it, it, is it the witch or was it Rustin Parr? You know, it's it's kind of choose your own adventure on that one. So you're saying that Rustin Parr was still possessed and still alive and he was the one that was going to kill these guys? Or somebody else has been possessed by a witch? No, and... I mean, uh, no, I think this whole thing was the witch. I think this is kind of like her M.O., but, like, it became well known because of Rustin Parr 50 years prior. Mm. Okay. You know well, what I mean? This, this is part of the legend, the urban uh, legend, right? The myth. Right. This is part of it. But it's, it's crazy because, like, you go into this movie. Sarah, did you go into this movie expecting by the end of it you'll see some sort of a witch at all? 
Do yeah, I was expecting idea? more of a story in general with this movie. There is a story. What do you mean there's not a... Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> this story, from my point of view, uh, there is a legend that these three college students are going to go after. They get lost and scared in the woods, and they find a house, and then that's it. Like, there is... There's no depth to it for me. Um, I really? thought it okay. was really kind of boring. Um, we watched it last weekend with some friends, one of another one who hadn't seen it, and she left and went to bed after an hour. And I would not have been upset if I had gone to bed at the same time. So you don't see what makes this movie great where, in my opinion, where it's it's the breakdown of the human psyche and how quickly these people turn in each other because the witch doesn't do anything, really. The no, witch barely right. like, does the, the, anything. Right. Being scared and, and all of that was, I mean, it was interesting, but they were already, I guess, they weren't overly close with each other. They were kind of already annoyed with each other from the beginning, and it just got worse and worse, and then everybody was yelling at each other and screaming at each other and... Classic, oh, okay. uh, classic man versus man story writing. I mean, like, yeah, because I just thought that part was great. It's because, I mean, we can sit here and say, oh, we would do this or we would not do that. But, I mean, like, within, what, day two? I mean, these people were going crazy. Well, Absolutely the, the, the panic was set again because... And I and I can I, I can relate to this too. But again, this was actually helpful rewatching it too, just because you hear things a bit more and it, they take a different meaning with perspective. So when they're talking about how, hey, this camera's a rental, I gotta get a, you know I'm constantly getting worried. Now I'm like, hey, we we actually gotta get this thing back. You know, hey, I took work off for this. You know, but I gotta go back to work tomorrow too. And if if I'm not like I thought we would be out of the woods by now, you know, you're telling me I'm, I'm going to be stuck in here like another day and be late for work. And, you know, I'd, I'd be a little bit worried about that, too. And, you know, like there's panic that slowly right. just kind of creeps in and that's what eats at them. And that's that's what what is making this movie interesting and believable is these three actors like that's these directors got probably very lucky in their recruiting. Because it was believable, you know, uh, for the and there's probably so much extra footage that obviously they didn't use. So, you know, they pieced together quite a good conflict in these uh, in these cuts. But, you right. know, it, it's believable. I am not going to sit here and pretend like I'm going to do something different. I'd probably freak out just as much. Right, and then, and that's one of the things that I want to praise about this movie, and that's why I was shocked, Sarah, when you were saying your opinion, because taking yourself outside of the film, knowing that this isn't being done as a traditional film, and the directors are out doing their own thing in a hotel, and these three are literally sitting in their tent in the middle of the woods saying, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to talk about it? And they come up with this. It's just absolutely great. By the way, before we continue... Do you guys want to take a guess on what the safe word was if they were actually in danger so the directors would know to go get them? Pickle. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Pickle. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I know I read it the other day, but I don't remember. Taco. Taco. Oh. Taco was the safe word. Hey, that's actual real blood. You know, so. Okay, so yes. 
So we get three people that are not really friends, go into the woods, film it for the weekend. They go to Coffin Rock, which had nothing to do with Rustin Parr, by the way, if anybody's confused. Mm -hmm. Coffin Rock is its own little story. So we got like three or four little stories into this, you know, like all these events. Coffin Rock had nothing to do with Rustin Parr. And then the Rustin Parr thing happened. But then we also get fishermen and we get an old lady in town that's like, oh, the, uh, we see this figure by a creek and it's she has like horse fur and she looks like this and it's the witch and all these different stories. Yeah, that was and then, weird. That was some weird interview there. That lady loved one? her. The, the fur lady. Uh, oh, the old lady? Oh, that Mary was Brown. A real woman. Yeah, Mary, Mary Brown. Mary Brown. That was that is that is a real woman. That was her just made up bullshit. They got they were told to go to this woman's trailer and they did. That's just out of out she of She was probably ass. dropping like some real shit that she hit, she's seen. Just some some woman who's been suffering from hallucinations since, you know, the 80s or something like that too. And you just right. got her on some sort of weird blip of a of a story hallucination that she's on right now and <laughs> and it works <laughs> like she got it in the movie. Yeah, yeah, go with it, go with it. So, towards the middle of the movie here, um, the guys are starting to get irritated at Heather because she says she knows where she's going. Okay, she's lost. This is the third or fourth day. And they're like, hey, bud, I'm late for work today. They're going to start looking for us. We need to get out of here. And this is when the boys start to go a little mad. They start laughing a lot. And this is when we find out that Matt went nuts and kicked the map in the creek. Question. Sarah, I'll ask you first, since you've never seen this, I always do that. Mm -hmm. Do you actually believe him? Do you think that Matt actually kicked the map, or do you think he has it in his back pocket? Oh, um, I maybe fell asleep for a brief moment. I don't remember that part. Okay. They said that he, he kicked the map. He admitted yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was. Her, I remember her yeah. looking for it frantically, and then everybody being angry at her. But yeah, I don't, I no, yeah, yeah, he, he can he confesses it in oh. in kind of a moment of of uh, almost like genuine hilarity. He right. he just kind of yeah, is he, just yeah. just laughs to himself and just like yeah, I kicked that thing, I kicked that fucker in the in the river or, because it was useless. Yeah. yeah, he said it didn't didn't matter, and and we're shown that to be proven later on in the movie when they go when they come across the same. Bridge, the log bridge. Log. Right. Okay, so now, next big moment in the movie is after the kick in the map scene, they go to bed, they get woken up by child noises, and then ghostly children are pounding on the side of their tent. Sarah, that was not scary to you at all. It, yes, no? It was, yes, uh, it was creepy. Um, I think anything involving good. little kids is creepy. Mm. That's one of the most scariest parts of the movie for me. Because they're sleeping, and they get woken up by cackling, laughing children. And they're like, why is there children in the middle of the woods? And then their tent starts shaking. There's like little kids outside, like, pounding on it and shit. And then, you know, they open up, um, open up the tent. They run out. One of the greatest shots, in my opinion, is that we're following Heather. And we don't see what she sees, but she's screaming, what is that? What is that? That's great. 
I thought that was really good in the actor's part to sell that. Am, am I the only one that's like like terrified with him at this moment? Eric, what do you think? No, she's, she's got a good scream. And you know what? Having a good scream queen really makes the movie. Like, I, I cannot stress that enough. But that's what I, I think a lot of movies uh, be, became so popular the way that they are is just because simply of a, because of a scream, whether it be like a Jimmy Lee Curtis or uh, I've always praised the scream at the end of Saw, uh, right when oh, Jake's, yeah, yeah, I, it that just seems like it's it like it's a good one too. Um, I, I you know there was there's just some good parts of it too where you know it's got to be believable. It really makes makes a difference when it's what's her name, Lily uh, from The Haunting, mm-hmm. Tomlin Thompson. Ooh. Whatever. Uh, uh, neither of those. What's her name? Um, it's Taylor. Lily Taylor. Yeah, when it's Lily Taylor screaming, that that was a disappointment. It falls flat. So, you know, okay, I can't get on board with that one. But it worked in this one. She does okay. a very good job with it, I think. And I think, um, actually the, the actors, uh, do a very good job with it too. Uh, who's it? Michael yeah. with the, him just screaming, you know, help, help, you know, uh, yeah. it does a, does a great job of, of just, just really just freaking out. I, I, the screams are believable and that's really, I think what, what makes the better part of this movie. Yeah, I 100% agree. Sarah, what about you? Did you at all have chills down your spine when you're following Heather and she's screaming, what is that? What is that? And you don't see what it is? I mean, at all? Um, It's scary, but I wanted it to come back at some point and have, like, more story to it. Like, by the end of the movie, when you just don't see anything, um, I just, I wanted more. And so for her to be running... Don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, I think it can be done in a good way, and I just don't think this movie does it. Uh, there's something to be said about the scary thing that you never get to see, but I don't think it was explored enough in this movie. You never get well, that well, hint of something. You never you see the, the flash of a dress or something. You just have to rely on what they're seeing, um, which I don't think was as effective for me. Wow, really? Okay, because I'm I'm totally different from you. Like I think her screaming what is that gets me really into it because we only can see, unlike a traditional movie, we can only see what's through their lenses. That's that's all we can see. So they're not going to like focus on running and showing us this witch or what Rustin Parr or whoever, because they're terrified and it's like, what is it? What is it? Oh my god. Sarah, all your questions will be answered in Blair Witch Three if you want Eric to show you. He will show you because uh, we reviewed it a few years back when it came out in theaters. But then we get into the climax where they wake up the next day. And Josh is gone. Well, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Josh is gone. Mike. I thought Mike was gone. No, Josh, Josh is gone. gone. The long hair oh, guy. Oh, boy. Josh mm-hmm. is gone. And then outside their tent is a bundle of sticks. And it, it's wrapped in Josh's clothing, and they open it up, and it's a quick glimpse. Sarah, what did you think was in that bloody bundle of sticks? Oh, it was a tooth, for sure. And then there was debate whether or not it was like an ear, 
because uh, there was so mm. much blood. But it that was definitely a tooth, right? Like some hair. Well, that's, some that's, what, that's what, what I think. I that's what I thought it was. I thought it, I thought it was it was a tooth uh, in that uh, bundle uh, bundle of sticks. Is there is there another word for a bundle of sticks, Jordan? That you can think of? Nope. There is not. It's just a, it's just a bundle of sticks. That's all it is. Okay. Yes, okay. it was a tooth. <laughs> yes, it was a tooth. Uh, that actually is. I, I found this very interesting. This is actually Josh's real tooth. Um, I guess he went to the dentist in real life like a week before they made the movie, and he knew at some point in time he needed his tooth. So he asked the dentist if if he could get his tooth back after they removed it because it was like rotten or something. You know, he had to get his tooth removed. So that's his actual real tooth. Nice. I thought that was kind of interesting. Nice. I thought that was fun. Committed so they, to the detail. Mm-hmm. Now, throughout the day or evening, uh, they're hearing Josh screaming for help. In real life, uh, he is with the directors, the actors, and he is screaming through a megaphone. And the actors know to go to point X, which is the Rustin Parr house. I'm always going to ask Sarah first because I'm interested in her opinion. I don't want to get into the actual very last shot. I want to talk about that later. But Sarah, if I'm in the woods with you and Eric, I'm going to be the one that says, we're not going inside this house. No. No, we're not going inside that house. This is creepy. This is absolutely creepy. Oh, my God. That is absolutely terrifying, isn't it? Yes. Any house in the wood that is abandoned... You do not go inside of it. Somebody is going to kill you. Oh, my God. It was absolutely terrifying. And what I really loved was when they edited it, where they had, you know, the actual real video camera that had the video and film together. But then they had the black and white 16 millimeter, which the audio didn't sync up. Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. Eric, is this the money shot? Is this the best part of the movie, this house where they're searching for everything with the kids' handprints everywhere? It's amazing, right? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the finale that obviously everybody wants to get to by this point. They're probably very sick because uh, that scene that you love so much with her screaming was definitely the one of the biggest shaky cam scenes of the movie, uh, which this movie gets a lot of. A lot of people were reporting of nausea in this movie. We could talk about that a little bit later. But no, that this was obviously it's a great thing. It's a mysterious house in the middle of the, this woods that you've been lost in for days. Like, yeah, of course, like that's that's alarming as hell too. I think the funny thing is, is that um, uh, while you guys are talking about how you you know you wouldn't go in there, it's just like, well, no, I, as a kid, like we would, like we, we went in the forest all the time, and we would always find you know weird shit back there and go go exploring. Um, that's a pretty big house though, so I I don't know, I, I don't know what you else you would find there. I feel like bloody handprints on the walls and shit would would be. Yeah, that would that would be pretty freaky. It'd be that right. would scare the shit out of me, actually. Out of, you know. No, yeah. Don't go. Were you it. climbing around in the woods at night? No, no, of course not. We're, this was okay. you know that during... adds that extra layer of terror. Is is it's dark? You can't see anything. Only what's in front of your flashlight. Um, yeah. And it's it's just it's way scarier. Yeah. You Sarah know what? That, that's right. You can go in. They. That's yeah. right. This was at this was at night, and I I didn't even recognize that. Yeah, in that case, that would be scary as shit. In fact, that reminds me of the uh, Blair Witch Three, uh, where which what was that called again? It's called this is it's the Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. Yeah, this is the Blair Witch, and that one's 
Blair Witch. Remember, this we had this. This is the Blair Witch project. This is the Suicide Squad had the same thing with that the that, that okay. separates yeah, them. Uh, but uh, they did that sequence inside that house too. That w- right. that worked same really thing. that worked really really well, and I thought it was fantastic. That was the scary part of that movie. It scared the hell out of me actually. And right. this is the other scary part of it too. Uh, just because right. you're going to the house and you could hear the screams in the background, she's and she's freaking out. It's dark. I keep on forgetting yeah, that it's absolutely. too. That yeah, that, it's dark. There, that, there's no light there. That camera's in night vision. She can't see a damn thing. Yeah. No. So, so yeah, that that probably would really freak me out. Like you know what I mean? Like take over that that instinctive kind of body freak out, where you would mm-hmm. just oh lock up now. Bonus features here before we get to the last shot for you guys to kind of know about this house. So the kids went into the woods in 1994. In 1995, their footage was recovered. Here's the creepy part from the bonus material. The police found the footage buried in the foundation of this house. When the police went to that location, there was no house. The house was not there. They found it buried underground, the foundation. That's all that was standing. So there's clearly some supernatural witch stuff going on. If a year prior, these people go into this house, and then a year later, there's nothing there. It's just ruins. What do you think of that? Do you think that's a good way of kind of selling this, that this is definitely some witch acts? Sarah, what do you think about that? When you say it was in the foundation, what does that mean? Mean like that... It was, like poured into the foundation <laughs> or just... Okay, so what I mean is, what I mean is that there is no house. Okay. So is this like, is this like the brick? Kind of like, you know how you see like, you know, like the ruins... Yeah, so it's what in used the to ruins. be a house. There's no house. Okay, and the the yeah, no footage house. is in the like in the bottom of all the the wreckage. Right. Um, what do you think of that? I don't know. I guess I don't. I guess I don't think much about it. I mean, it could be. So they found it a year after this actually has supposedly happened. Right. Uh, you know, is is it you know vandalism? Some other kid came around and knocked the house down. Or no. burned it down? No. Okay. No, I mean, like, no. I mean, like, what, what, what that's saying is that, is that, is that these three college students filmed a house that wasn't there, meaning that this was definitely a witch, clearly, because I mean, they just came to ruins a year later, right? Don't you think? Why couldn't it have been knocked down a year later? By who? I don't know. Witches be making houses. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's we Maryland. The, there was a hurricane. Well, we get to the final scene uh, where they go to the house because they hear Josh. It's scary. And then Heather goes downstairs into the basement, which you don't go into, but you're going to, I guess, for this movie. And you see Mike standing in the corner with his face, with his back towards you. And then she gets hit in the head, allegedly. We don't know. And end of movie. And that's exactly how Rustin Parr... Um, killed his victims 50 years prior there is an alternate ending that was filmed 
but they decided to scrap it because they wanted it to be ambiguous. Do you guys want to hear what the alternate ending yes, was of this movie? Please. Sure. So, do you remember towards the beginning of the movie when they're in the woods and they find the two fishermen? Mm-hmm. Yes. At the end of the movie, when Heather gets knocked unconscious, the fishermen come out of the background and they're talking for a, a few seconds and saying, you see, we got to these meddling kids, Scooby-Doo-ish, right? So that means the whole time there was no witch, it was the two fishermen. Dumb. And the, directors, and the directors are like, no, we got to cut that. So they cut them out of it. Because there is a big theory that it was not the fisherman. It was not a witch. The big fan theory, I'm sure, Eric, you've heard this. This was Josh going nuts and yeah. got revenge. You've heard that, Eric. Sarah, what do you think? That Josh actually killed uh, Heather and Matt. It seems like a lot of work. I mean, they're already out in the woods. You can just, like, bash them upside the head and, and be done with it. You don't have to go through this whole terrifying them, uh, the house, all of that, just to, to get revenge for whatever reason. Well, okay, so let's just specify real quick. So, I mean, like, the fan theory is that when Josh goes missing, he wakes up in the middle of the night. This is the fan theory, that he wakes up in the middle of the night and runs away because he's gone completely fucking nuts. He's just he's lost it because they've been lost in the woods. Everything has happened before he leaves has happened. And then he lures them to the house to kill them because he's gone nuts. Can you not accept that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, it seems like a lot of work, but. OK, I mean, I mean if you've gone me, crazy, maybe you want to put that level of of detail into your your kill, your revenge plot. I mean, like. For me, before we get into poker ratings, one of the reasons why I think this movie is so good and why I like it a lot is because the ending is so ambiguous, you don't know. And, and that's the cool thing, because we don't see a witch. We don't see Rust and Parr. The only supernatural, I would argue, thing that you see is or hear is the kids cackling and the tent of supposed kids banging on the tent. You know, I mean, like, that's it. So is it really a witch? Does one of them go nuts? Is it the fishermen? Or is it townspeople? We don't know. But I just found that very fun to 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 leave that out in the open. Um, Eric, before we get her popular ratings, since Sarah hasn't seen the other ones, do we want to educate her on a quick little less than five minute what trilogy of Blair Witch that she doesn't know exists? Uh, if she is curious enough to know then yeah sure but uh, <laughs> go, Sarah, go, go for know? it guys go for it well i can say that the second movie is called book of shadows and it's shot as a real movie and there's no witch and that movie doesn't even exist really right eric i mean book of shadows is not even a thing anymore nobody cares no yeah i i, I don't even know what it's about to be honest uh book of shadows like i said it's it's not pov but what it is, it's shot like a real movie, and there is a guy who is doing tours of the locations that was filmed in the movie. So it's a movie within a movie kind of thing. And then these people come, and they drink, and they do shrooms, and then they have a complete fucking orgy on the ruins of the Rustin Parr house. 
and then they start going nuts and killing each other. That's literally the second movie. Hmm. It was really horrid. But the third movie, Blair Witch, answers all the questions we had from this movie. And Eric, you and Ed and I reviewed it when it came out like three years ago. And that was something that we were really excited to review. I remember it being a lengthy review for some damn reason. Like, the review went longer than the movie itself. Yes, it did. But we find out in that movie, Sarah, in the one that came out three years ago, that the witch plays with time. So there will be scenes in the third movie where the kids would wake up, and it would be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but they thought it was 7 o'clock. That's interesting. Right. And then in the third movie, the main kid, he is the brother of Heather, and he is obsessed to try to find her. And at the end of the movie, they find the Rustin Parr house again. And all plays, kind of like in this movie, Kids in the Woods, POV. It's just modern time, so they have walkie-talkies and drones and shit. And we actually finally see the witch. Do you know what she looks like? If you, do, you, do you want to take a stab at it or want me to tell you what she looks like? Like a horse with a dress. No, like an evil female brute. Oh. Brute from Gardens of the Garden. Yeah. It's just this, this, this giant tree, viney figure. Okay. And you find out the reason why she haunts the woods is because the townspeople accused her of being a witch, so they stretched out her arms and legs, like for like you know, kind of like medieval times kind of stretch, and then they mm-hmm. tied her to a tree. Okay. So that's what we get the answers of. Hmm. I feel like I, I would, would enjoy that movie more. You would. You would like that movie more than well, number two. Would you agree, the, Eric? The, well, yeah, probably. Just because, I mean, compared to this movie. But the thing is that we did not overall like that movie. And the we reason why that, yeah. is because... And the reason why we, why we went so long on it is because that movie did a lot of things right, but it, it also did as many and more things wrong. You know, mm, like yeah. like doing the drone stuff was dumb, but doing that fo- that that forest stuff with the forest was haunted, and mm-hmm. you got to see him split up. Like that was really cool. That was really cool how they did that, and it explained a yeah. lot from this movie. Like it was relevant completely to this movie. Uh, because right. it, it makes sense how they were able to just kind of be, let's say that she did know where she was going, why it took them backwards so quickly and why they ended up even while with going south the entire time, supposedly uh, winding up at the same spot that they were in. So it's, it, right. it, it made a lot, a lot of sense in, in the, the, the house scene in that movie was fantastic, but it, uh, yeah, they did a lot of things wrong in that movie too. Well, we'll get into our apocryphs, but I will say to end that is that um, in the bonus features of this as well, from this the supplemental stuff, is that we find out that at day four, in reality, the townspeople, the families, boyfriends, girlfriends, and police are already in the woods looking for them on day four of this movie. That's why they did the time jump stuff when the third movie, because the witch is going to keep on making you go this way. Why everybody else is looking for you everywhere else. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So like that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So Eric, let's go with you first. What is your popcorn rating for the Blair Witch Project? Uh, I this this movie holds somewhere in pop culture, you know. And watching it again, I actually have to give a lot of respect to the three actors, who it really felt like after reading a bit more about the production of this movie, it, it felt like these three actors kind of made a movie on their own, you know, with with kind of minimal direction. And I don't know how involved the directors were. Um, I know that there's the, the the common story of them like leaving notes for them every night. So that when they wake up, they get the notes, and then that's that's their direction. Uh, but still, having that that removed direction, you know, from from a note, and to take that and to make this what we saw is pretty good. So I want these three actors to get their comeuppance, and that's why I'll give it a medium bag. The things that didn't work in this movie. Um, well, it was an hour and twenty minutes, but it felt like two hours for some damn reason. Like it, it, it was the repetition of the nights going over and over again. And I understand that it's needed, but the same part, like throw something else in there to to maybe add to the to the story of the Blair Witch, you know, rather than it just being these people going crazy in the woods and being taunted by a mysterious uh, thing in in the night, you know, let. You know, let's let's see like more like more of a trap, more uh, more forest games rather than them just walking through and seeing like rock piles and stick figures. You know, something else would be pretty cool. Okay. But more time in the house would be fun. You know, something like that. But it's what we got. But that that's what it is. Um, medium bag just because of its pop culture rele- relevance and because the actors did a great job. Well, Eric, I mean, everything you just described uh, with your gripes of this movie, you got in Blair Witch 3. More time in the house, haunted woods, you got everything with that. Um, but I'm going but I'm going to disagree with your medium bag. This movie in my opinion is a large bag. And the reason why I think it's deserving of a large bag, probably with extra butter, is because this thing not only was a cultural phenomenon, but these three actors made a movie. You didn't need a director at all, or directors in that case. I mean, they did something, which is completely ridiculous that they could even make a cohesive story. Yes, we're looking at images of rocks, and we're looking at images of stickmen, but you only see what the lens allows you to see. It's not like a traditional movie. So that's what the scary part is, is you can only see what's in front of you or what they're filming. And it, it, there was a point in time where I absolutely loved this movie, and there was a point in time where I absolutely despised this movie. But going back and watching it again, and probably oh, probably five, maybe eight years at most is the last time I saw this. I was just impressed with all the knowledge that I had going into this, with what they were able to accomplish. And with that in mind, it makes it a great film for the phenomenon it was, for the culture impact, for what these actors did. The story's blah. The acting is not, like, awesome, right? But it is, overall, a large bag. This is a movie that you have to see. Like, this is one of those 100 movies before you die kind of things. I mean, like, I mean, this is something that somebody needs to see, in my opinion. So, Sarah, uh, 
I want to ask you, because I already know, what is your popular rating for the Blair Witch Project? All right, so rating this one hour and 21 minute movie based on just the movie, not knowing until I had seen it, anything about it other than what you had told me, uh, and being somebody who is very prone to nausea, I am not giving this any popcorn. I hated this movie. Uh, oh my god. At least some of the other movies we've seen that I thought I wanted to give a, a no bag to, like, they had some merits. I just, I couldn't with this thing. I had my eyes closed for half of it because I just could not watch them wandering around the woods flailing their cameras around uh i think if i watched the whole thing i would have actually gotten sick oh and my therefore God. i give it no bags of popcorn no bags crazy we gave the house on haunted hill a no bag no no i gave it a small bag this is no no bag what would you give a this, this... return to house on haunted hill she gave yeah. it a small i gave it a small <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, oh, wait, no, the return? No, we did not rate. We did not rate did the not return. Rate. No, you did that not. Eric told no me bag. That bag was trash. You're going to tell me, though, <laughs> of all the movies that we've seen in this 90s horror retrospective, the Blair Witch yep. Project is a no bag yes. compared to the faculty? This is better than the faculty. No, it's not. Bull fucking shit, it ain't. I cannot wait to tell you my ranking at the end of this. Oh, my God. This is better than the haunting. No, that's that's Sarah. That's not saying a, that's not saying a lot, by the way, about the haunting. Just so you know. No. Oh God, my heart it hurts. All right, well, that's maybe fun. maybe disturbing behavior. Right. Disturbing behavior was pretty shitty. Is this is this better than disturbing I, behavior, Sarah? I cannot wait to give you my list. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm not telling you. You told me not to tell you, so I'm not. All right, fine. Well. We don't spoil what we're going to do, but we, we tend to do it a little bit here with the 90s series. Next month in October, we're coming back with our last movie, everybody, and our 90s horror retrospective. Sarah has gone with us all the way through. We're going to end it with Halloween H2O 20 years later. Sarah, have you ever seen a Halloween movie? I saw the first one. Oh, perfect, because this is the sequel to the first one. Oh, kind good. Of. Kinda. Yeah, I saw it, and then I had nightmares, so can't wait to watch it. Okay, perfect, because this is kind of like the second time. Eric, you have seen this, of course. Halloween H2O? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sarah, do you know that it stars Josh Hartnett? No. I do Josh now. Hartnett and Mich- yes. yep, Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams. Oh, oh this is going to be fun. And... Oh, yeah. uh, is it is this one with Mackay Pfeiffer or Buster Rhymes? No, that one LL was... LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Buster Rhymes was in Resurrection. That's right. Uh, and uh, yeah. JGL is in this, guys. I am yeah. very excited now. Mm-hmm. Halloween H2O. We're coming back for the October, of course, for the last review of it. And then November, of course, we will come with our overall series review. I... I'm, I'm excited. But anyway, I'm, I'm curious what Sarah has to say about it, like always. But also, you can download us on any social media platform or wherever you get your podcast from. Chuck us on Movie Guys Podcast at podbean.com. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Have a good night.